welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Today, we're joined by Petra Barron, Curb founder, and Simon Mitchell, Curb CEO. And together, the pair run a number of food markets across London, as well as Food Hall Seven Dials. They've launched a number of initiatives since being forced to close as part of the UK lockdown. And these include a Curb on the Inside podcast, described as a weekly dose of defiance. It's also launched Curb TV, and most recently has opened Seven Dials Market Corner Shop. So welcome to the podcast, you two. Thanks for joining me. No worries. Lovely to be here. So uh, it's difficult times for everyone at the moment. Uh, We've done a number of these podcasts, but we haven't really looked at it from a street food perspective or even from a kind of food hall perspective. I mean, what has the lockdown meant for businesses such as yourselves, but also for the the street food people that, that work with you? Um, well, um, for our, we've had to basically cease all of our operations. Our food hall is closed at Seven Dials Market, and all of our lunch markets are also closed. Um, so there's no business at all. For our traders, obviously that means that there are very limited opportunities for them to trade, um, and they've had to, you know, look into alternative means of income, whether that's um, doing deliveries or Deliveroo or, or something else. Um, it's kind of different for everyone. And how easy is it for some of these traders to, to move into delivery? I think the problem is for those traders that don't have those means. So some traders will have a, a production kitchen and they may be able to claim a, a, a grant based on their business rate on the back of that. They may be also be able to work with Deliveroo or Uber Eats or a delivery company from that premise. The issue is for the traders that don't have that those premises that can't claim any kind of government grant or help or support and also don't have somewhere to do deliveries from. For those traders, you know, there really is no means of income and, and invariably they, they tend to be small businesses, therefore they are self-employed, therefore they may not pay themselves via PAYE, so they may not be able to furlough themselves either. So those are the traders that are having real problems right now that, that don't have any means of government support or any means of trading and making any money either hmm. um, how i mean how worrying is that for for for, for what might happen going forward because we're, we're talking about you know slowly releasing of the lockdown restrictions but a lot of traders operate in areas where large numbers gather and it, it, it appears to be that that's not going to be allowed for a while. I mean, it must be quite worrying for a lot of these traders. Oh, it's, it's very worrying. I actually think, um, you know, the different parts of our different business, there's, there's different angles. So actually for our lunch markets, we're quite confident that we could open them um, fairly soon and fairly quickly once people are allowed back to their offices. We think that we can spread out the market um, and adhere to social distancing, um, you know, we already hold those traders to the highest hygiene standards. You know, it's quite possible that they can trade um, wearing masks and, and they wear gloves already um, and that they may actually get back trading sooner than most food businesses. I think for the food halls and for Seven Dollars Market in particular, um, it's going to be a while till we can get that open. I don't think that's the sort of place where we want or our customers want to come to whilst people are wearing masks and gloves and have to stand two meters apart. I don't think that's that's going to work for a food hall. Um, whereas with a lunch market, it's, it's much more functional. You are just going to get your lunch and go. Um, and I think it, it's 
very possible that those could be up and trading first. Mm. Well, I think it's interesting that that you know, food hall, such as your, your, your seven dials market, is kind of the, the complete antithesis of social distancing. It's where people really do come together. It's very democratic. Everyone kind of sits very close to each other. That's the whole idea of it, isn't it? So, I mean, I think um, how, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on, on when you might be able to, to, to see a return to, to that? Do you think it'll be this year even? It's impossible to answer. I mean, if you listen to the news this week, um, clearly it's unlikely it'll be this year. But by next week, the news might change. You know, it really is impossible to predict right now. What we're doing is planning for the foreseeable. And, you know, for the foreseeable future, we won't be open. But until the end of June, we can furlough all our staff. Um, and that's about as far forward as we can look right now. Sure. And I think, and I think what we can say is that that kind of experience, that kind of market experience with the, the sort of grand entrance and the ability to see what everyone's doing and sit amongst everybody and, and kind of really feel that buzz as much as eat that great food, it doesn't, it's not going to work in an isolated situation, in a distant situation. Like we can't see a way of it working like that so we would rather just wait out until it's possible to be the big hustle and bustle and the atmosphere that people just kind of thrive on and get energy from and 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 need um i i don't think any any of the rest of it is going to support it surviving sure i i would agree with that um with, with those people that are those traders that are in that are in seven dials and, and obviously they, they won't be trading out, out of there for a while are they being encouraged to kind of to do the lunchtime markets to, to, to have a how you've obviously got to you obviously work with a lot of people but you can't not all these people can trade from these markets because they're just not big enough so how will how are you trying to to when you are able to reopen some of these markets ensure that and the, the, enough people get can get a bite at trying to reopen again it's so down to every individual business like someone was saying earlier like everyone is in different stages of their business you've got somebody you know like the cheese truck who's got pick and cheese in um seven dials market they haven't i don't know if they've ever been on the streets you know they've done festivals and they've got their truck and stuff like that but they don't really necessarily need to go on the streets because they're doing really well out of selling their cheese wholesale um, to people in their homes and bringing them lockdown lottery bags of cheese and wine and everything like that. Um, so it's not, it's kind of like everyone is a different case. Um, the best thing that we can do is create a hub and a support center and to promote what everyone's up to and to share information about things that are happening at any one time um, on anything that is going to impact a large amount of them. Um, it's, it's just, everyone's just so different and everyone's got different approaches to it and everyone's got different responsibilities and different ways of handling it and different means of handling it. Mm, indeed. And can you tell us a bit about the, the Keep the Wheels Turning initiative? Yeah, so this was um, set up pretty soon after things went south. Um, back in March, sort of mid-March kind of time as a sort of initial response to, okay, we're all about to undergo massive challenges to our businesses. Um, let's work out how we can literally keep the wheels turning in the absence of trade. Um, and so we've got several things going on with it. 
Um, we've had the Tech Curb TV, which is a really good way of publicly um, sharing a lot of our wisdom, a lot of our experience, a lot of our traders' wisdom. Um, we did our first online workshop the other day, which is something we've been doing in real life for, you know, since before we even began. Um, and so that was incredibly popular and it was incre- it felt incredibly needed. So many people were like, oh, thank you, thank you. This is brilliant. This is exactly what we need. Like there's obviously a real hunger out there for other people who still are looking at this as something they want to get into or maybe thinking about it for the first time. You know, there's so many mind shifts going on. Um, and it's a way of entertaining and it's a way of keeping the trader community alive in the absence of being able to be around each other on the market and do having the usual kind of conversations, banter, negotiations, everything that normally goes on on a market just in public. Um, and then we're highlighting all the different trader swizzles and the ways, you know, like I mentioned with pick and cheese, but the, you know, the ways that all sorts of traders are transforming their businesses to, in order to survive, in order to continue to offer help, hospitality, in order to continue to feed people. You know, there's loads of traders doing really good stuff with the NHS. Um, and yeah, just finding ways to do what they do in different circumstances. And we want to just promote that as much as we can. Um, and then we're going to be launching our own podcast next week, um, Curve on the Inside, which is looking at what happens to an eight-year-old hospitality business like ours that supports so many different traders when we're all suddenly totally arrested in our ability to trade um, and interviewing loads of people in our community, in our industry about where they're at, how it's going, what the innovations are, what the bumps in the road are. Um, and just generally keeping the hub together in a different way than we have in the past, but albeit still undergirded by this sense of community and, and together is stronger and agglomeration is everything and, and social currency is, you know, the best currency that we have at the moment in the absence of the typical financial currency that we exist on. Indeed. And having spoken to, 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 to your members and to people, I mean, street food has been a very uh it's been a, it's been a great business it's been a flourishing business for lots of people do, has this pandemic do you think put people off potentially entering it what's the feeling about about where it might be in the future i think i, um, I think go on sorry cool. <laughs> i was just gonna say i think that um i think yeah i'm sure it will put some people off but i think it will entice some people in I think it just throws everything up in the air and presents new angles at which to look at business and opportunity and feeding people and coming together and all of these kind of things. And I think there's something, as much as I'm sure it will put plenty of people off, I think it's going to draw to us and infuse into the industry a whole new level of um, talent and ideas and entrepreneurship that will be, you know, kind of reviving in lots of ways and energizing. And, you know, I say this understanding in my head that at the same time, we're probably going to lose lots of businesses. And that's just what's going to happen. Um, so I think it's going to be a mixture, a mixture of the two, yeah. some of them scary and some of them exciting. I think I think exactly that. I think over the past couple of years, people have been getting into street food um, as, as a fast track almost to a restaurant or a restaurant group. Um, 
And I think more of what we're going to see now is people turn to street food as a way of surviving, as a, you know, I can cook and I'm a chef or I'm from this region and I can cook this food and actually cooking it on the street might be a way for me to earn some money and we might get some really interesting, innovative, innovative exciting new businesses into Curb as well. Mm-hmm. And talking of surviving, I mean, what, what would you like to see the government do to help street food businesses to help your business to help the restaurant industry in general what more needs to be done from them so i think from from our point of view for curb for our food hall we need um we need this nine month rent free that um hospitality union are pushing for um abs- we absolutely need that um, we need the support we're not going to be open for six to nine months and even if we are it's going to take time to get back up and trading anywhere near the levels we were at before and, and, and at the levels required to be profitable. We need the furlough scheme to be extended for hospitality um, as long as we're closed. You know, if, if at any point between now and us opening that, that lifeline gets cut off, we're going to find it very difficult to retain all the people we have on furlough. Um, the, the bank loan scheme, I think, needs to be, um, it needs to do what it says on the tin and the banks need to be pushed to actually lend to businesses um, with that government support rather than their usual lending criteria. And I think for the traders, um, more work needs to be done for those that do slip between the cracks, those that do, don't have a fixed premise where they can get a grant, um, and those that aren't employed via a PAY scheme therefore can't be furloughed. So some kind of small business relief or um, furlough scheme for the self-employed is absolutely essential to keep those businesses afloat. Mm. And how hopeful are you that some of these things, you know, may, may be put into place? Again, it's very hard to say. You can't second judge the government. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of seems that, that no one knows what's going to happen. No one knows how we're going to get out of this lockdown for sure. And no one knows what the given government can and will do. Um, I'm hopeful there's more to come. I think, you know, the furlough scheme is, is brilliant. Um, and needed, but I'm hopeful it will get extended. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we get something in the way of um, free or, or some kind of scheme um, to get us through these months. And, and I think, you know, there are a lot of um, self-employed small business owners outside of street food or even the hospitality industry that are going to need some help. So I hope that, that they get that help. But whether they do or not, I mean, who knows? That was the latest United We Stand podcast. Join us again on Monday, where we'll be speaking to another person from the hospitality sector about how they're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic.